0: What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Welcome, everybody, to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health, our podcast celebration. The podcast is one year old this month. I can't even believe it. We have put out 30 episodes uh, in that time, or 29. We're working on uh, 30. And um, it's just such a treat. This podcast has been such a joy for me to create and share with the world. And one of my favorite parts about it has been connecting with these amazing guests, some of whom are here today, some of whom wanted to be here but couldn't because time zone differences or they had clients or whatever. So I am recording it um, so people can always watch later. But welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Marnie. Um, And the way I kind of wanted to set this up, I mean, it's pretty open ended, but I did want to connect with some of you guys, the former guests who were on here before. I have some questions for you, some kind of follow-up questions. I'd love for us to chat a little bit about that. And then later on, I definitely want to open this up to fans, you know, those of you who are fans of the podcast. And if you have any questions for any of the guests. Um, who, uh, you know, anything you want to know about their work or anything we've talked about. And when you do have a question, I think, you know, you can put it in the chat box. Heather can help me keep track of, um, of them there. And you can also, um, there's a way to raise your hand is another way. Hi, Dr. Scott. Hi, Amy. Great to see you guys. Um, we're just kind of going over my idea of how to run things today. Um, I wanted to start by asking those of you that were on the show before, um, what's happened since, since you were a guest on the podcast, how have you been, what have you been working on? What has shown up for you? Anybody can jump in. Yeah, I know you are up to a lot of things all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to jump in I yeah I you know I just finished my third book and uh, it's coming out in December I've decided to push it back a little I'm collaborating on three new workbooks uh, related to conscious recovery that's exciting doing a ton of interviews this week and just incredibly grateful. I mean, I love Adriana. I love the platform of the idea of possibilities, right? The different possibilities for how we view our life, how we view each other, how we view our world. And just coming out, emerging from this very interesting last 14 months and filled with all sorts of different opportunities, some pleasant, some not so pleasant. That's I'm speaking for me for sure. And um huge opportunity to really uh, look within and ask myself the question how can I make a difference how can I be part of making a difference on planet earth and honoring my purpose and so I have just have been incredibly grateful uh, for all that is transpiring
0: thank you anyone else podcast guests what have you been up to since we last spoke
2: Well, I'll say something. Um, I I think it's just, I don't know what your intention and what you want to accomplish here, but uh, I I just feel that the energy or the thought behind working as a team to better the situation is a very exciting thought for me. And uh, I don't know what it is or who's here and what everybody's all about. And that's not important. What's important is that, Everybody cares, and it, especially you have opened up the a portal so that we can all be together. Because I know everybody on this screen has been doing individual efforts, and uh, it feels very good to me.
0: Thank you for that. And it's so amazing that you are bringing that up because Heather and I—Heather's my creative producer—and and when we were talking about this, you know, idea, something we've never done before—is like, what would happen if we brought? the podcast guests and audience live together and put all these people who are interested in consciousness and healing. And like you said, bettering life here on this planet. Um, what what would that be like? And one of the things she pointed out that I, that you said also is the, the word caring, like how much you all care about people that you're willing to take the time to be a guest on a podcast, you know, especially when you don't even know, like it goes out in the ethers, who knows if anybody, even listens to it and what impact does it have? You know, it's such a different platform for those of us in this field, right? In this modern day with the technology and the Zooms and stuff, we're also used to traditionally just working behind closed doors, right? Like one-on-one or in small groups with our clients, maybe sometimes a workshop, but now it's like, it's almost like the borders are gone And we're all able to connect with each other now in these really cool, new, sometimes weird, you know, ways. So I think that's amazing. And yeah, what does even just all of us coming together right now, bringing our energies, you know, to this one uh, moment and with all of the amazing energy that we all have, what is that creating in the world, right? Like what's the ripple effect of us just even gathering right now with the intentions of, of, creating more possibilities, like T.J. said, you know, that's super exciting to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Anyone else just want to share? What have you been up to since we last spoke with you?
3: Well, I just want to say hi, Adriana, and I love collaborating with people and hearing different people's stories and the modalities they're using and it's just neat to actually get to talk to you all and share this space with you today. And I'm just curious to hear things that you all comment on. I've listened to several different podcasts, not everyone's podcast, but now I'm like, oh, you know, I want to listen to Jean Borders podcast because I've heard about you before. And so I'm like, oh, here she is. So yeah, just collaborating, sharing energy, like kind of like a spark for the whole world. Like what can we do? How can we make things change and happen? What, you know, what we often think is impossible. What can we shift and change together as a unit doing different things, right? We're not all doing the same type of work but we're doing very different work but it's all shifting people so that they can be who they're really created to be who they were. I like to say before they had a lot of trauma happen like their true essence, right? So yeah, I'm excited to hear different people's thoughts and ideas and, and talk kind of like we're at a dinner party or something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're not just stuck talking to
3: the weirdo next to you. Like You right, have, like, exactly. you have like lots of
0: options.
3: <laughs> right. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you. And It's great to have you here. Anyone else just want to share anything, um, what you've been up to or any, I just, whatever you're inspired to share at this moment.
4: Yes, I, I will. So... You know, I'm an energy healer, but I found my a lot of my um, sessions with people sort of morphing into coaching sessions because of my background. I, I guess I just can't stop giving advice. So, so uh, now I, I straddle between two worlds of doing a lot of energy healing with a little bit of coaching, and then doing a lot of coaching with a little bit of energy healing. They they kind of have to go together. So, I kind of feel like I'm straddling two worlds, but doing the same thing in both, only with a slightly different focus depending on who I'm working with. So, that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, to me, it all comes down to energy, right? Like, that's yeah. the lowest common denominator is whether somebody's working with a physical, illness, ailment, injury, whatever it's a, it's a belief system that's like limiting them. It's a spiritual sort of emptiness of some sort, like they're trying to, you know, fill whatever it is, it's all energy. Right. And, and we all speak that language in different ways. And the energy on this planet is really intense right now. And that was like one of the questions I wanted to ask you all, um, those of you that are practitioners, like, what have you been seeing, especially in this last 14 months? What have you been seeing with your clients in your practice? What's been showing up lately?
5: I think for me, I had taken a step back and wasn't seeing you know, that many clients. And I said you know, a few months ago, well, if someone comes to me for trauma healing, I'm not gonna turn them away. And sure enough, all, like a lot of old clients are coming back. So, you know, people I haven't seen for 15 years, 10 years, people whose kid was two. And now I'm seeing the kid and they're 13, you know, and I'm like, Whoa, what is going on? So um, just, you know, kids who are out of sorts and the pandemic fatigue, literal physical fatigue, that's dragging them down. I've experienced some of that. Um, so I feel like I don't know, maybe a combination of, you know, opening back up kind of all hands on deck sort of situation is how it feels. Cause I've been focusing on other things, but um, like things are really catching up with people, you know, if, if they weren't initially, I feel like for some people, you know, as this wears on, whatever this is, Mm -hmm. I mean, what is this? I don't know. I don't even know. Mm -hmm.
0: I think there's something to that because most Uh, Many people have been in survival mode, like we just got to get through it, get through it, get through it, you know, like anytime there's a crisis, and then it's like, whoa, when you finally actually slow down, maybe when things start to get some semblance of normal, whatever that is, that's when you actually feel like the tidal wave catch up. So that's my sense of it is that actually, you know, we're gonna get even busier in the next few months, years, whatever, dealing with the aftermath of this whole pandemic and really the bigger thing like the shift I think on the planet that's happening mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a good point yeah Julie yeah you have something
6: yeah I've been witnessing a lot of people in big choice points like am I really do I really want to be here you know mm-hmm. am I really going to go fully into living or am, am I just done and so <laughs> okay. I've actually created a dying business <laughs> Not that the business is dying, the business is growing, but actually it's something that I've actually, um, been called to numerous times and just always said, you know, I don't really don't want to be known for death and dying. And I really don't want to be known for that. And yet at the same time, as I'm coaching people and working energetically or shamanically with them, I'm realizing that they need that exploration, like. I'm in a choice point, like, what would it be like if I chose out mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. And so there has been happening that, I have been getting more clients, even people you know, in my extended family, and even to the furry creatures, my neighbor called, you know, walking literally up to the door, <laughs> my neighbor called and said, be mindful, there's a raccoon staggered all the way down the road and across the street and came and is curled up at your garage door. How And I was like, oh, okay. Thank you for letting us know that. So yeah, they the invitation for people to fully live sometimes comes through exploring, do I really want to die? And so that's, you know, kind of where I've been working a lot. And it's been really a fascinating exploration. And also there's a lot of grief. So whether they actually choose out of their body and die, there's still a lot of loss happening. And that wave you were talking about includes a lot of loss. People are like, wow, I lost a job or a home or an identity or a relationship or an income or anything like that. So that's where a lot of the work has been. And I'm very, very, very excited actually <laughs> to be stepping into that because there's there's a need for it. And people are really, needing that kind of assistance right now i think
0: absolutely and what a gift you know that you're actually willing to go there because i agree i don't think a lot of us um even in in these professions necessarily want to you know uh, address those issues like on a daily basis right that's tough Yeah. yeah
6: yeah i thought it would be real you know kind of a downer right and actually it's really it's really choice point. Again, whenever, whenever somebody chooses. Um, you know, delighted. I'm elated when somebody makes a choice, yeah. regardless of what it is. So the other thing that I wanted to say, Adriana and Heather, thanks for putting this on, is that Adriana, I've been exploring other ways to move my body has all of this intensity has been moving through and I saw one of another one of my friends doing hula hooping for exercise and i remembered you because i was like Adriana is the first one who introduced me to that as a way to move your body and how fun is that so that's been really great so you know Aww,
0: that's awesome now you see now you're the universe is poking me because i haven't hula hooped in a while yeah, and, I know. Um, it might be time for me to pull out the hoops and start moving my body a little bit. But yeah, for those of you who haven't tried it, hula hooping is super fun. Um, there's actually like classes and things you can take. It's an, it's a great workout, but you can learn to do tricks and stuff. Um, it's really kind of fascinating and fun. And if you want to see, um, if you go on YouTube and you, uh, you know, Google it, you'll see some amazing performers, like, some of the stuff they're doing is really truly incredible it's like multiple hoops and some people are working with fire and it's like quite the performance so <laughs> it's
6: awesome. super fun. and, and you. also you know it's becoming one of the things that i'm recommending that people check out you know because yeah. they're like oh i'm t- tired of the home exercises you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah enough enough that be fun for your body to move you yeah. know so that's fun. awesome fun. thank you well yeah. so, thank you You know, um, what Julie was saying to TJ, it, it made me think about addiction, right? We have so, I mean, you know, those of us in mental health and addiction, we're seeing a lot of suicides and overdoses. We're seeing a similar kind of, you know, a lot of people sort of leaving the planet now in various ways. I just wondered if you might speak to, what have you noticed in the addiction and recovery world in the last year or so?
1: Well, I think you named it so well, and that is when we're in the midst of what is a felt sense of a trauma, right? So regardless of where we have been individually, collectively, the energy on the planet has been one of almost a freezing, right? There's been a sense of a lot of, you know, if you think of fight, flight, or freeze, there's been a lot of freezing. And for many of us, at least at some point, we were almost frozen in our homes. And so if we're in the middle of a traumatic experience, as Adriana said, we're in this survival, right? And then as it starts to thaw out, then we start to see the results of that. So on the surface, absolutely, addiction rates are up, suicide is up, you know, what, what one used to call or someone might still call mental illness uh, is on the rise. And um, I really feel that what's happening spiritually is, um, you know, it sounds almost cliche at this point to say it's a reset. But I love what Julie was sharing because it's choice point, right? And a lot of us have then been, been asked, what is my choice? What is my commitment? Who have I come here to be? What am I here to really do? And like I think the deeper questions, are coming up as a result of this. And if we look at the seeming chaos in the outer world, to me, it's a representation of a powerful shift that's happening. And so when the internal shift happens, the shift in consciousness, I know in my own life when I had a shift in consciousness and I dedicated myself to being a spiritual teacher, whatever word we use for that, my life literally fell apart. And I, even in the midst of it, knew oh, this is falling apart because I've said yes to a deeper purpose, right? So collectively, I know that's what's happening. I know that we've said yes to a higher calling on the planet. And if you look at everything happening politically and with COVID and with addiction and suicide, there is something really powerful happening. And we're seeing, I think we're seeing the result of that. And it's so tempting to call it bad or call it wrong or call it horrific, right? Because that's the way most of us have been programmed. Oh, this is bad, oh, this is good, right? But the, to me, I think something really powerful is emerging and we get to either embrace that or we get to fight against it. And the fighting against it is where we're seeing the addiction coming up, right? This is too painful for me to look at, so let me numb that out. So, you know, on one hand, those of us who work in mental health and addiction, we have some extreme job security uh, in the next (laughs) few years. And then in another way, it's like, wow, we also have a really uh, divine purpose and calling right now to facilitate the greater shift. So, yeah, I don't work with clients individually anymore. And for those of us who do, it's like, yeah, we're helping someone individually, but collectively, can we be part of the transformation? And for me... I have to recognize that my mind want to call might want to call something good or something bad. And instead of that, how can I be part of the transformation that's happening on the planet?
0: Yeah. Right. And, the, and what's the gift here? What's the possibility? I, I love that. It reminds me of um, what is it the Chinese um, character for crisis, right? It has double meaning, danger or opportunity. It's like, which way do we want to go with this? Um, and I, as I'm sure most of you on here are, as a highly sensitive person, as someone who identifies as being more empathic, um, we're probably all feeling that super intensely right now. I mean, all I have to do is like go to the news or or turn on the TV and it's a bombardment of just, you know, trauma and war and dying and hatred and violence and, Wow. And so one of the questions I wanted to ask you all is like, how are you navigating that for yourself? Like, how are you taking care of yourself in the midst of this profound shift, transformation, crisis, whatever you want to call it, that's happening on the planet right now? Menahar, do you want to say anything about that? Like what's, what have you been doing?
7: Yeah. Um, Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Well, I was thinking that I've, I've been increasing my own self-care. I use a certain, you know, from the interview, I practice a certain method of light therapy um, where I'm putting light on points on the body, colored light frequencies. And so with this question of what is my direction now, I'm using treatments that help in this, in this system to align you with your inner guidance more. Or what we call your life program, your life script. So yeah, I've been doing self-care things like that. Um, you know, making sure to stay in communication and connection, even in the isolation. I it's funny because when I think about it, it, wasn't just the pandemic. There's been such a pileup of things that have happened. I live in Boulder, Colorado, so some of you may have heard that we had a mass shooting recently. That was just like three or four miles from where I live, right? We had fires. My brother had to evacuate in California. They were like, it was like you'd have one thing and then you'd have another thing and another. So yeah, managing all of that. I, I've been working a lot with my own nervous system, you know, treating me, myself and uh, yeah. Oh, and I got a cat. You remember we had our cats. I just decided yeah. I will not go through this totally alone. I need some because I live alone. You know, I need some little being here that I can exchange love with. And I have to say that's been a wonderful thing. You know. And then with my students, I've everything has shifted to teaching online. You know, so that's been a challenge of figuring out how to teach some of what I teach online but also creating those groups to be more and more of a holding for people as we journeyed along through the pandemic and giving people a space to feel connected and share about what was going on for them, I just felt was really important. So that's a few things. Yeah,
0: thank you. Oh, and our little furry beings. Yes, I got a kitty right before COVID and what divine timing that was. He's just
7: divine. Yeah.
0: magical magical and such a gift and contribution to my world yeah because you know one of the things it reminds me of is that we've been so touch deprived you know like i mean i i i want to come back to the self-care piece in a minute but dr scott i wanted to ask you this since you work more with bodies or you know you have i don't know how much practice you're doing now but um how have the bodies what if what have you noticed with people's bodies in this time of intensity and crisis
2: um, that's a very good question. Um, just as a way introduction, um, I work about 50% psychotherapists and about 50% acupuncturists and chiropractors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I've constant communication, um, uh, with them and <clears throat> from the body aspect uh, everybody's adrenals are shot. They're just gone, okay? It's, uh, there's a guy by the name of Hans Selye out of Canada, and he uh, talked about the general adaptative syndrome and uh, the number of things that came with that. And in other words, so anytime you get under stress, and uh, psychotherapists and chiropractors uh, both use a couple words together. Uh, psychotherapists and chiropractors use the word trauma, and uh, we also use the word stress. They're somewhat interchangeable and they're interchangeable at one level of abstraction. The thing about Hans Selye was, he said that when we're under stress, um, we, the, everybody's body undergoes a similar adaptative process, and it includes um, fatiguing or exhaustion of the adrenal glands. So adrenal glands are of course the, that which gives us going, gets us up in energy, um, and fatigue makes cowards of us all and i think that whatever kind of client you have if they've been in the united states 24/7 media blitz covid uh, is around the corner and ready to jump on you blitz they are fatigued from that and they're fatigued with their adrenals the adrenal it's really simple um the body mind doctor whatever kind you are it's vitamin c it's a very pedestrian vitamin (laughs) you know go get some vitamin c for god's sake take some zinc and some vitamin d and you'll be a lot better off than what you are right now but i see that in all my clients psychotherapists and chiropractors other kinds of body docs it's a given some of the signs of it are um, lightheadedness on getting up from a chair or getting up from bed if uh, people get up quick blood sugar dipping out at odd times where the energy goes low. Uh, that's that. And uh, I'll just sign off here by saying um, um, when everybody gets vaccinated or what have you, it doesn't mean this thing's over. Uh, the uh, The vaccinations uh, are were approved by an emergency uh, law which did not require them to do the normal kinds of double line studies that were done. So we're all hopeful that there aren't any long-term effects of the vaccinations, uh, but we don't know that. We don't know uh, what the spike protein is going to do. And so I would just say, what I'm telling my clients to do, my patients to do is, you know, let's not assume that this thing's over uh, mm. <laughs> in a month or two. Let's not do that. If it is, great, let's all celebrate. But. Sure. There is that possibility that this thing has yet another chapter to it, and I think everybody would be wise, I think, to simplify their life, come down to the essentials, take care of what's important, uh, not um, exploit all your reserves uh, and resources, but just be in for the long haul, whatever that might be. Yeah. So thanks for asking that question because everybody's body is beat up. Yeah.
0: And, and you really bring up an interesting point too. Yeah, um, man of heart, just to say. And um, yeah, I'm curious too, like what is the impact gonna be on the bodies, not just from what it has happened, but what might be happening, what change might be happening on the cellular level with the vaccines or having had COVID or whatever it is that's happening. And that we as healers probably need to be prepared for that because clients might be coming to us with weird, you know, mystery symptoms that that we don't maybe have yet a label for or know what it is. And and so, yeah, how can we we might be needing to use our modalities to work with things that we've not previously seen before. Yeah.
7: Manohar. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, just along with Scott, the whole studies that Hans Selye did on this general adaptive syndrome that first you stress your adrenals and your um, autonomic nervous system, your hormonal system, and then you begin to weaken your immune system. So it's also then a matter of really considering ways to take care of your lymph system and your immune system because they're going to get affected. And then what he was saying is eventually then all of that breaks down and it goes into the stress goes into the organs of the body in a deeper way. So
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly so yeah. right so back to the question of like you know your own self care how are you getting through this what are you suggesting to clients you know we've gotten some ideas here what else what do the modalities that you practice you know suggest for times like this
6: time in nature
7: mm-hmm.
6: Lots I'm of in time in nature it. I love that yeah 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 And it doesn't have to be even really a big thing, you know, so even if you're in a more urban environment like I currently am, you know, just hugging the tree out front, you know, and letting people see you do that, you know, and being an invitation to them to do the same, or uh, doing my favorite yoga pose on the lawn nearby, the corpse pose.
7: just i just like lay down
6: full body full contact on the ground and of course then the dogs want to see what that is you know so that it brings the dog over and you can just have a conversation and just let them know that you know it's very healing and very nurturing for me and just letting them know that they could do that and then everything else people can get outside you know and they can be unmasked if they desire to be outside that was permissible so you know they just take trips and hikes and anything outside so i love
0: that nature and and to get away from you know the and again those of us that are sensitive you know we're picking up on all of that intense emotion and the stress and the anger and the and like the nasty things people are saying to each other and doing to each other and then you go out in nature and you're like ah, oh, the trees, the plants, like the water, like they're not judging anybody, you know? They're just like, <laughs> like they're being themselves and just welcoming you and 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 there to nurture you and your body. And I love that. I know I need to get out in nature more. Um, that's a wonderful one, yeah.
5: Can mm-hmm. I piggyback on that? Yeah. So, and I think, you know, Adriana, that um, I kind of discovered for myself, one of the gifts of COVID for me was that, a lot of sort of lifelong ups and downs with health and energy and focus and aches and pains was really dopamine related. So I started really looking at that neurotransmitter and I think, um, and started doing workshops on that, you know, there are so many things that naturally throughout the day can boost our dopamine, but a lot of those things have been taken away or seriously reduced or affected by COVID, getting out in nature, going new places, traveling, traveling. Um, feeling calm and relaxed. Anytime we feel that we're gonna increase dopamine, but it's been pretty hard for a lot of people to feel calm and relaxed given what's going on, right? Um, and so just related to the nature piece, Julie, um, last year I was doing great. And then June and July, I just tanked, just everything tanked. I was blah, I was I was just exhausted. Then aches and pains started coming and I was a bit alarmed, but in there we went camping for a week in Sedona. And that is one of my favorite places in the world by far. Uh, We we camp there frequently and seven hours away. And on day two, every aching pain was gone. My energy was great. My mood was great. I had spring in my step again. And it always happens when we camp that at the end of a week camping, even if I haven't showered for a week, I say, "Can we stay another week?" Mm -hmm. Because I think so. I mean, there's really something to that. I mean, for so many reasons. And I think. And maybe you guys can tell me just with a yes or no, I don't know, Uh, I'm hearing about languishing, that there's this term languishing that's being thrown about. Is that an old term that I missed? It's sort of like when people are blah, met, and maybe they don't meet requirements for clinical depression, but they're just blah. And I mean, I think the missing piece is dopamine because dopamine is the opposite of that. You know, you're not feeling blah, you're feeling motivated, you get stuff done, you feel that reward, you know, piece that comes from that. So, This whole thing is so interesting, so interesting. And and I just wanted to piggyback that. I mean, the nature thing, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. for me, I mean, firsthand, like, wow, what a difference. Yeah. Thank you. Marty.
0: that makes me want to ask you, you know, as a homeopath, like, you know, what are you, what are you finding that homeopathy has to offer for, again, you know, those of us going through it or for clients or whatever, um, how can that help?
3: You know, it's a good question. I, since COVID, so since probably last April, um, I've needed to repeat my client's remedies more often. So I'm a homeopath, so my clients will take little white pellets, Mm -hmm. I don't know, these little, we can barely see them here, but uh, little white pellets, you take about two once a month and it resets your body on a mental emotional level and also on the physical level, right? Most people will take it two pellets every four to six weeks, whatever. Well, during COVID, the stress was so high. I was needing to repeat the remedy for them once a week, twice a week, every other week, whatever, because they were just fizzling out so quickly. They just kind of lost their juice, whether they were really angry. I mean, I had several clients who were just raging, some just depressed, some blah, some just overworked that sort of thing. And so I've noticed even now, I'm still needing to repeat remedies pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And then I've had a couple couple women who have had problems after the COVID vaccine. One client had six weeks of menstrual bleeding, like mm-hmm. nonstop regular flow, totally abnormal for her. And so I chose the remedy made from the vaccine and I gave it to her and then that stopped the bleeding. Thank goodness. Um, Her doctor said, you need to have a hysterectomy or you can have an ablation. I mean, she had had some other health issues that would lead to a hysterectomy, not just that, but, or an ablation. She was like, I don't want any of that stuff. And so, yeah, the remedy stopped the bleeding. And then another client who was actually on the pill right after the vaccine, she had, I think, four periods within one month on the pill right after the vaccine. So same thing gave her the remedy made from the vaccine to kind of get it out of our system and, and move out. So it's just a bunch of, oh, and the other thing is, is oftentimes people will stay the same remedy for a long time, but people were changing into these completely different emotional states. And so I'd be retaking their case and finding a new remedy pretty frequently um, just because they were in such a different time of their lives, right? But any stress they had was coming set to the surface or fear of survival and that sort of thing. So that was my experience it was more frequent repetition and then completely different states and then kind of vaccine. You know, and then also people who had COVID having lingering symptoms.
0: Thank you. And that's good. That's, yeah, fascinating to know that, you know, they've come out with a, with a homeopathic, you know, formula for the vaccine too. That's really interesting to me, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Cause we'll give remedies made like today. I'm sending a remedy to a client who took Viagra, I don't know, 20 years ago, kind of just for fun when he was in his, I think mid thirties or 40 or something. And then since then he's had problems, right? Problems with erections. And so I'm sending him a remedy made from that medication that caused a problem long-term for him. Oftentimes, I'm more likely, I often give uh, a remedy made from birth control pill where it stopped the HPA axis and shut down the ovary. So we'll give a remedy made from the pill to kind of undo what the pill stopped to get people back on track. So kind of just patching things up, cleaning things up, detoxifying,
2: that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Can I jump in just for a second on that topic? Um, I I don't have... A ton of patients, but I have too many that have had uh, reactions to the vaccine in the heart, heart meridian. And uh, so far they've been testing pretty good for Arnica, Montana. And is there, Do you know, since you're a homeopath, do you know if anyone's made up any uh, remedies made of the vaccine itself?
3: yes if you email me i'll tell you where it is because there's i think one or two pharmacies and it has a code name thank you so yep. yeah i'll yeah. to you guys
0: afterwards make sure you guys get in touch with each other yeah or anybody who wants to just you know message me and i'll i'll link
3: you to marnie so can <laughs> give you that info yes awesome yeah i can't share it with the public because it would possibly cause problems for that pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely happy to share. That's what I ordered for my clients who had the side effects after the vaccination. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Just
0: for people to know that these things are available is, is you know, miraculous in and of itself. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Heather
3: didn't know and that. Scott, I would start with Arnica, just like you did. I mean, that's the best thing right there, take that.
0: Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Yep. And there are other energy, there's other energy work that we can do as well with bodies to help yes. with some of that stuff. Yeah. I want to shift gears a little bit and definitely leave, uh, be sure to leave a little bit of time for Q and A, but I wanted to like kind of shift now looking toward the future. What do you all see as the future for mental health, particularly, you know, with these more holistic therapies that we all, Kind of a embrace or holistic perspectives to healing. You know, where do you see the future going, um, or what would you like to see in the future with mental health? Anyone want to chime in on that?
1: Well, you know, I would love to chime in on that, of course. <clears throat> and I also just wanted to, everything I've been hearing, I want to also infuse into the conversation that consciousness matters, right? And Adriana, you touched on it. Uh, Am I watching the news, you know, and for me, no, I have not watched the news. I've watched the news for 48 hours in a year and that 48 hours depleted me. Right. Because um, it's not only what we eat, right. We are being fed a lot right now. And what, what am I going to do with the story? Am I going to question the story? And so that actually segues into, um, you know, Adriana, you and I are passionate about one really primary principle with mental health and that is traditionally looking backward we view people in some way with a mental health issue with an addiction all the different diagnoses they might get as broken in some way and so for the future of mental health and well-being I know where we're headed is looking at the wholeness within each and every one of us right we're not the bs belief systems we're not the trauma we're not the stories that are being fed to us by our families our our churches our school systems constant negative news cnn right like that's not who and what we are there is a place within us that is always whole and perfect and that's where i see us heading i see us heading into the question that i know so many of us ask what gets created when right so what gets created Adriana, you and I talk a lot about what gets created when I believe these stories about myself or what gets created when I believe what I hear in the news or what gets created when I believe that I am my diagnosis. So I think it's profoundly simple for me. Truly holistic care is recognizing there's a whole person and there is something within each and every one of us that not only bends toward toward healing, but is actually whole. So I, I'm just I'm just excited that more and more of us, I feel like a decade ago, I was, there were, we were almost like in the closet about this. We were almost whispering behind the scenes. right? (laughs) And now it's like, here we are, it's in the forefront. and, And I actually think what what's happening in our culture right now, it's a part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love your new hashtags, you know, unharmed and unharmable. You know, I've been using that a lot with clients, you know, especially talking about conscious recovery, like, What if you're in fact not as effed up as you think you are? You're not as broken as you think you are. You have an essential self that is absolutely unharmed and unharmable. And the clients are responding really well to that. So thank you for that, yeah. Anyone else? The future of mental health, where do you see it going? Where would you like to see it going?
6: I think for me, I see it going beyond the stigma, as you were mentioning, but also beyond problem solving. Like this is a problem that needs to be solved. Mm -hmm. It just goes into like, this is, these are things that are occurring. And guess what? I'm looking around and they're occurring to more people now too. So there's like, in coaching, we talk about normalizing everybody's process. So it's feeling more normal to be not okay. And I think when we get to that place, then everybody can say, oh, all right. So then how do I handle this? How do I manage this? And then just get to tools, just like anything else that they do in their life so that it's not a problem and it's not something that rules or owns them. It gets them to in the place of going beyond that. So that's where I, what I've been seeing a little bit already and that's what I hope to see a lot more of.
0: Yeah, cool.
6: What else?
4: Yeah, Jean. Um, I have so many thoughts on this. Five, seven years ago, I would not have told anybody that I was an energy healer unless they brought up the subject first. Yeah. Now some guys cut down my trees that some trees that fell down in the windstorm last week, and they said, "So what is it that you do?" And I said, "Oh well, I'm an energy healer and I'm a coach." And oh, that's really cool, you know. I'm like, so the world has changed so much just in half a decade. And there are so many people out there now who, <laughs> I, 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 don't take this the wrong way if it offends you, but who are so anti-label. One, one of the biggest things I have to work through with a lot of my clients is they feel such peace when they finally get a label attached to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this disease, I have that disease. So now I'm okay, because I'm part of a group. And so working through that I think is coming but right now there's still, there's that's a, a challenge for me to work through with some of the new clients that I get because they take such peace with finally fitting in with somebody else, you know? And so the clients that I really love to work with are the ones who understand you have a choice. If this is not your the reality you want forever, let's figure out where you are, where you want to be, and figure out how to get you there. And so many people are embracing the journey now instead of, I need this right now and I don't wanna take the do the work to get there. So I, I think that's really cool. that and, and I see that over and over and over. I see more and more proof that that's the way we're going. And I really like that. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah, thank you.
4: One of the self-care things that I tell my clients all the time, turn off the TV. turn off the tv go stand out in the grass barefoot after you've turned off the tv i heard a really cool quote was it is not the the newscaster's job to inform you it's their job to incite you (laughs) their role is to get ratings and the only way to get higher ratings is to incite something so if you want to be put in a, a fight or flight state where you have a feeling of total impotence, watch the news, yeah. right?
6: right.
4: Yeah. So, If you want to feel more in control of your life, turn off the news.
0: <laughs> That's my here. Computer, your, your, this and your, and your devices, right? Yeah. I mean, it's social media too. I mean, people yeah. are just obsessed with the Instagram and the TikTok and the, uh, uh, all and on and on and on, especially the younger people. I mean, here in San Francisco, Uh, People are like nearly getting hit by cars because they're like crossing the street with their face in their phone. They're not even paying attention to traffic or anything. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyone else want to share your vision for the future with mental health? What would you like? What what can we put out there in the world, you know, as our ask, as our request, our intention,
5: you know? it's just putting it out in the world and I'm, I'm guessing some of you hold the same is that you know i i do see a lot of new services popping up i'm sure you guys have seen them too where people can do telehealth really quickly get connected with a therapist long distance and i think that's phenomenal because it's making services more accessible to people and it's always my hope that therapists avail themselves of new healing technology right and don't just keep doing the same thing that can be very supportive to people, but I don't know that it's always transformative, right? Um, You know, they create a space, maybe a safe space for people to vent and be understood and unconditional positive regard, but are they able to get underneath some of the conscious level stuff to really shift things at the body level or the unconscious or even the soul level? So my putting out there is just, you know, that therapists continue maybe to grow and explore new ways of working with clients that might be completely unusual or new to them or, you know, even uncomfortable. Cause I think sometimes people get comfortable with what they've done for a long time, even just speaking for myself. And then it's like, I don't need to learn anything new. I got this, you know, so. Right.
0: Right. Oh, and you bring up another thing that I'd actually wanted to maybe ask Dr. Scott about, but like, what role can research play in, you know, getting these tools and techniques out there? Because I know like research is not my favorite thing. It's a little bit, or, you know, it hits those buttons with school and dissertations and things that I would conveniently like to forget about. But I do think the research is important and there is a growing body of research to support some of the more energy-based medicines. And I know Dr. Scott with NET, you have even a whole foundation devoted to doing more research. Um, What role do you think that plays in getting these tools and techniques out there?
2: Well, research for me kept me out of jail. That's the reason I started it. <laughs> so, in other words, I'm starting to, I'm working with ideas that are sounding pretty psychological when we had the mind-body split. But I think that it, I just talked to a guy today. Uh, he happens to be um, a chiropractor, but he works with uh, um, uh, I don't know why I'm having trouble with this right now. HRV, heart rate variability.
7: Yeah.
2: Um, if you're familiar with that wave, so I you know.
0: The heart, yeah. like the heart math people?
2: Uh, kind of like that. Yeah. Heart rate variability. Anyhow, here's the point. It, uh, I don't know you all, and I don't know what uh, who your students are and who you're teaching, and so I can't address this very specifically. But uh, presumably, you're doing some work with... Uh, some sort of energy healing or some psychotherapy or mind-body technique, or I'm just guessing. Um, But to get lined up with uh, somebody that can equip your patients or equip you with some inexpensive equipment and uh, report in what is happening on things we can measure. I know you have your uh, pencil and paper type test, but also if you can get uh, into some measurements of the body and we've done things with uh, functional MRIs, but the average person cannot afford that. It's that's very expensive research. But we can do things with other modalities. One thing that really works, in my opinion, is uh, a BSI, the pre-symptom inventory, which is used mostly by psychologists, but it's also good for uh, body practitioners. And then you can measure... Uh, pre and post, whatever the intervention is, pre and post. That counts as research. It actually counts as research if you write up one paper on one patient. That is a case study that works. And I think that the public and we uh, deserve to have that kind of scientific validation. We're all subjective. We all have opinions. Uh, I like the comments about (laughs) the job of the news is to incite you and and the ideas of backing off the news because everybody's got opinions and oh my god if any of you have anything for me if i if anyone has any therapy for people being sanctimonious let me know okay because i'm so tired of these sanctimonious people who have an opinion and they're so sold on it that's in the psychotherapy department i suppose but anyhow if we uh, the way to truth is uh, you can get it intuitively but also we do have this thing of rationality and if we have rationality and we can measure things and we have research, I think research and science is a way to truth. And so if we have that in the objective world for our objectively minded clients uh, and we have it for ourselves and we can see what really works and not just what a, what opinions exist, I think that's a, t- a tremendous thing. So to be on the lookout for that and I'm getting in touch with some people on that maybe I'll have something to report in the future, but I don't have it just now where you can get research done inexpensively. That's, that's the ticket Yeah. And, uh, because most of us um, don't have a, a foundation or, or the capital uh, yeah. to spend on that individually. Well, right. spend some, but we can get some research done inexpensively, I think.
0: We can, and actually, a good resource if any of you are interested is IONS, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Um, mm-hmm. They actually have a retreat center up in Petaluma, which is you know not far from here in San Francisco. And if you you, they'll do it on site. They can come other places too, but that's kind of their headquarters. If you go do like a workshop there, they can set up all the like heart rate variabilities and like pre and post tests. They can do some brainwave stuff. They can do some real basic kinds of um, research for you at a pretty affordable price. So, And I know they'll work with people in other ways because they're putting out a ton of research that's really, really well-designed with some really great scientists. So Institute of Noetic Sciences for that. Yeah, awesome. I know we talked a lot. Okay, five more minutes. Um, Does anyone have a question for any of our guests? This has been such a fun conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Do any of you have any questions for anyone in particular or kind of the group?
3: <laughs> okay, I don't, ha- I don't have any questions, but
4: uh, I just wanna say uh, it's, um, I've been like working behind the scenes with uh, Dr. Adriana and you know, with the podcast. So it's like really cool to see your faces and like, you know, um, the, the, the person and the humor and, um, you know, hi. <laughs> it's lovely uh, lovely seeing you and, and lovely what you guys uh, are, are doing. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Adriana.
0: Well, you know, my vision when I started this, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just knew, I knew personally, because many of you I've known before, so many brilliant people, so many amazing, talented healers, people with courage, people like Dr. Scott, who risked, you know, uh, getting in trouble with licensing boards and, you know, things like that to get these tools out there in the world. And I just wanted a platform to be able to, like, spread that and share that with the world like hey there's this really really cool healing stuff that exists and if i can be a voice for that if i can just get that if one person you know stumbles upon one of our podcast episodes on youtube or apple or wherever and they hear something that like clicks for them that can transform that person's life that one conversation that we had um And so like, that's really been the gift in all of this to me and just spending time, you know, like an hour or or this hour with you, it just like expands my heart. And it just feels so good that here we are in the world trying to work through some really, really tough stuff, some painful stuff and, and contribute to others having the, knowledge and ability to heal it within themselves you know with our support or our information or whatever it is even just our presence so thank you all so much for that and for for um for being here with me today and being part of the podcast and for all that you do in the people you work with and the work you do on yourself because first and foremost you gotta doctor heal, heal thyself as they say um Anyways, it's just been a tremendous gift. Um, I'm super grateful to you all and, and thank you.
6: I just wanted to say one more thing. I appreciate all of you very much. And um, I've learned quite a few things here, but I wanna, is the podcast still available under podcasts? Mm-hmm. And what is it, just your name?
0: If you Google the name of the show, Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, You'll um, see it shows up on like all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. Okay. YouTube. We have the videos on YouTube. So yeah, they're all over. And Heather just put a link in the chat box too. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah.
7: And Benar, yes. The, yeah. I just want to add, I forget who it was that said, you know, some years ago, she would mention that she'd done energy work and it was kind of a little weird, but more recently she mentioned it and the people were really interested. I think people are gonna be hungry for alternative approaches to healing and mental well-being. I really do think so. I've noticed that with my own work, with people contacting me to learn more about it. And I think coming out of this shutdown place that the gifts that you all have to offer, I think people are gonna be quite hungry for them.
0: Thank you again, all so much. And if you all have other folks, you know, if you know of other like really interesting practitioners, um, consciousness leaders, whoever it is that you think would be great on the show, like, put me in touch with them. I would love to, I plan to keep going with this. I got at least a wish list of about another 50 or hundred people. I can't wait to talk to, <laughs> but if you guys have any ideas, please do um, share them with me. And of course, you know, like let people know about the podcast, you know, let, let a client know if they are seeking something or, you know, uh, if you're on social media, share a link, whatever, you know, let's try to get this stuff out there in the world. because um people don't, won't find us unless we make ourselves known. Right. (laughs) So again, thanks so much, everybody. Much love to you all. Um, And what else truly is possible for the world, for mental health and for healing. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.